running a home service business is hard. So how is it that some people make it look so easy? Well, we'll tell you. This is the Freedom Blueprint Podcast. It's always good to hear the wins that successful contractors have. But have you ever thought that the best advice would be to hear about the speed bumps they encountered? The mistakes they've made along the way. We're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. We want you to be successful and avoid the mistakes others have made. Let's get this party started. Welcome to the Freedom Blueprint Podcast. Now your host, Justin Dees. Hey, what's happening, Freedom Blueprint community? Um, so I'm really excited for our topic today, and here's what we're going to talk about. You ready for this? We're going to talk about turning recalls into revenue. Um, I think when I say that, a lot of times people kind of get a little bit taken back. Like, can you really turn recalls into revenue? Um, yes, you can, and we're going to talk a little bit about it. And uh, it's like anything else that we we do in our businesses, it has to be intentional, Right, so you, you've got to go after this with a little bit more intention than, I mean, everything needs to be intentional, right? So we'll just leave that there. But turning recalls into revenues is an is an actual thing that you can do, and there can actually there could be a ton of different positive outcomes that come from recalls as well, as long as you uh, make sure you handle them correctly. So first thing we're going to talk about is. When you hear the word recall, what are some things instantly that come to mind? My guess is it is uh, probably a cringe in your stomach. Oh, uh, maybe you're thinking about a particular technician, which if that's the case, that's a whole different topic that uh, maybe we should talk about. But for a lot of us, there's we think about the revenue that we lose. And it's not just the revenue because the tech is going to that house at that exact moment. But it can also be the tech is, um, gosh, just the missed opportunity. So now he doesn't have an opportunity to go to another call, especially during the busy season. Obviously, when you're in shoulder season, maybe that's not as big of an opportunity. But, you know, there's the the fuel and the paying the person and, you know, pay, when you're paying the technician to go back out. And normally what happens is when you start adding up all the hours for the end of the week, it normally ends up being overtime hours that they ended up, you know, you end up burning overtime hours on that recall. So, you know, there, there's a lot of negatives that that come with recalls. And, and there's probably a ton that you guys are thinking of that I haven't even mentioned yet, which I would love to hear. So if you tell me some other, other thoughts you have on some items that I missed, on the negative side, share those with me, please. I'd, I'd love to hear it. But one of the other things is some positive that can happen out of this is that Really, there's with the with the right system and implementing and being intentional, there are some positives. So that's really what we're going to focus on with our time together today is not the negatives. You guys don't need any help on the negative parts of the of the recalls. You got that probably all dialed in all by yourself. And again, I, I bet I get 15 people uh, send me some new different different ones that I forgot, and I'm I'm excited to hear it. So we're going to talk about the four four. Um, strategies really to implement in order to really shift that recall from a, from a negative to a positive and how to turn it into some, some revenue. So the very first thing that you need to do is you need to have a rapid response system. 
That's what we call it. You can call it anything you want, but a rapid response system is just that. When a customer calls about a recall, what is the response that you have? Because it doesn't need to be the exact same system that you use for every other new customer or every other existing customer. Uh, I feel like it needs to be, you, you need to be a little bit higher end on your response simply because this is the opportunity for gold. And this is also your opportunity for you to lose a customer. So, so you can kind of have the difference in, um, you know, winning that customer and losing that customer. So uh, the first thing is, let, let's talk about a system. Like, what are you going to do differently when that customer calls in? Because you do have to have that. So the very first thing is your first line of defense is going to be the person that answers the phone. And when they answer the phone, it doesn't need to be, oh, yeah, you're your AC is not working. I'm really, really sorry to hear that. And yeah, it's like 80 degrees outside. So, I mean, we'll get to you like next Friday or something. Is that, is that cool, bro? Or like, is that cool? You have to forgive me. I'm from the beach. So we, we don't have any uh, CSRs that, that communicate that way, but let's be honest, there are CSRs out there that just don't have any uh, empathy or sympathy or sense of urgency or any of those things. And really now needs to be when it needs to to be a heightened state of alert, meaning when that technician or when that CSR is talking to that customer, they need to make sure that they're, that they are right there with the customer. They're matching, uh, their, their energy. And, and I don't mean if they're being ugly, being ugly, just ma match their excitement. Right. So if they're, if they're super elevated, just you got Miss, Mr. Customer, Miss Jones, I'm going to get this taken care of you as soon as possible. A matter of fact, as soon as we get off the phone, I'm going to call the service manager and alert. right. So you need to have that sense of urgency for the customer. Now, I understand that there's times that recalls happen that have nothing to do with what it was you were working on originally. I totally get that, right? And so let's not get buried in the the one time Miss Jones called and she was upset about her blinker fluid or whatever it is. Just stay stay with me for stay with me for the for the short amount of time that we're and stay in a positive mindset and and just just go with me on this. So, um I think no matter what, you you own the mistake. I ma'am, I am so sorry. We're gonna get out there immediately and figure out what's going on. Right. So you didn't own it and say, oh my gosh, we messed up. But it says we're gonna get out there and figure out what's going on. Sense of urgency. Now the customer goes, holy cow, they care. Because in, in in the in the in the world that we live in, especially with contractors, there is a lot of legitimate companies and there's a lot of not legitimate companies and and I'm sure you all have probably 50 of them in your market that do the old what is it the I'm going to say it wrong but the 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 blinker the pavement blinker warranty like as long as you can see my tail lights whatever it is I'm I'm sure somebody knows it but basically they don't have a warranty if you're listening to me right now I can just about guarantee you you're the type of contractor that appreciates your customer and is going to stand behind what it is you do and that's great. So don't think about that. But there's a lot of contractors that they um, that that customer has dealt with in the past that's not been a good experience. We've all had them, but don't be that person. Be be specific. Be intentional. Get on the phone with the customer. Oh my gosh, we're gonna get out there and we're gonna figure it out as soon as we can. As a CSR, if you're not able to book that job that day, then what I would do is I would I would get the customer's information. What's the What's the best number to call you back? And then I would get someone from the leadership team on the phone. And it's not because the CSR is not able to handle that problem. I'm not, not saying that at all. But from a customer standpoint, 
if the owner or a service manager or someone from leadership called me back, let's be honest, I would feel better. And think about yourself. If you had this problem and you just bought a new AC system and it's not working, do you feel better if you talk to a CSR and then somebody shows up? Or do you feel better if they book you, but then somebody from the leadership team calls you back? Right. So, so remember, um, no, you're not normally your customer, but you are still a customer. So how would you like that handled? So, so that's the first thing. That's the first sense of urgency that really needs to take place in the home is, or with the customer is when they, when they call your office, the CSR must be urgent and caring, show empathy and, and get it booked, get it booked immediately. Don't, don't, don't delay it for four or five days. Now, that's the first part of a, of a again, I'm going to call it a rapid response system. Call it whatever you'd like, but that's for this purpose, that's what we're going to call it. Now, now you have a technician that's going out to the job. When the technician gets there, again, they need to have that same sense of urgency and that care and that empathy that the CSR had. You, you want this to match, right? You want a little bit of of match between, uh, oh my gosh, we're here to get this problem solved. We're so we're 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 so going to dive into this and figure out what's going on. So the first thing is the technician before they do anything, they need to figure out what's going on. Let let the customer talk. Let them vent, right? Then go figure out what is actually going on. Once you figure out going on, then go report back to the customer. Now here's some big no nos, and I'm going to say these things. And if you're listening, you're going to go duh. Look, I know that, man. I know that you don't do that. But again, technicians do it. So the first thing you want to do or don't want to do is you don't want to say, yeah, that Jimmy guy that came out here, he screwed this thing up, man. I, I don't know. He put like blinker fluid in this other place and the in the in this in this other stuff is over here. He just did it all wrong. And honestly, he doesn't even work here no more. So it it doesn't matter. I I have heard calls where this has happened. So make sure you teach your technicians to have that sense of urgency and to go to the customer with a little bit better system than that. Maybe it's something simple. Maybe a wire came loose. They need to make sure to give that customer, Mr. Customer, when I was looking over your system, and I know I keep using HVAC and I know that blinker fluid's not a thing, but um, I, you know, I was looking at your new system we installed and there was just a there was one of the wire nuts. They probably got bumped at the very end. And I went ahead and made sure that I got it. I got it re-secured and taped up real nice. And we should not have that problem moving forward. Right. Again, as you're doing these, the urgency and showing empathy, now you're telling the customer what you did to fix the problem. Now, if you go in and it has nothing to do with what it is you're fixed, that what you're working on, that's okay too. Walk the customer through what's going on. Again, you're being intentional about everything that you're doing in the house, and you're a little bit on higher alert than you normally would be because you know you're you're on the fence on whether or where this customer is going to land once this is done. And again, it's it's fine if you go in and it's something a, a customer's touched the thermostat. I mean, I'm sure we've all had that kind of thing where a customer's touched the thermostat and um, now it doesn't work because they've messed with it and just walk the customer through it. Mr. Customer, listen, it looks like what happened is somebody has tried to do some settings in here and, and tweaked it. Don't worry about it. Uh, I went ahead and I fixed it for you. And I took a quick video in case it happens again. And I'll have my office email it to you. But I just, because, you know, I just took a quick video, right? Nothing to it. It solves that problem and it takes care of it. 
Now, the next thing, so so now you've got your CSRs, you've got your technicians, and that's your your rapid response system. And again, let's let's talk about the 80%. I don't want to go into the rabbit hole of the 20%, but just for 80% of the time, if the CSR answers the phone with a sense of urgency and care, and then the the technician that goes to the house does the same does not throw anybody under the bus that works for uh, that's on the same team handles it and and solves the problem while they're there and explains to the customer what the reasoning was i'm not saying you got to go into every detail if jimmy doesn't work there anymore and jimmy did a terrible job and jimmy did whatever whatever that's fine fix it to the customer it's not a big deal we're professionals we took care of it this doesn't happen very often so uh, probably another point I want to make here is also make sure that the customer is getting the feeling that this doesn't happen all the time, right? So that that's part of it for the the sense of urgency and having somebody from leadership follow up with the customer is just because they start to feel like, oh, this is a one-off thing. This doesn't happen every time. So so there's your there's your first step of your four step strategy we're going to talk about today. The second thing is it is obviously a humongous training opportunity when you have a recall. And I think what a lot of cust- what a lot of companies do is they get a recall and they just send the same tech, boom, same technician. Uh, I will tell you, in in my company, we we're we have been bad about that. You just boom, send send the send that guy back out there to solve the problem. And I know that for a lot of companies that pay performance pay, f- for you guys, you just go, I mean, it's performance pay. I, you know, I don't want to send another guy, whatever. But here's the advantage to the company. So let's remove the individual technician for the company and for the customer, here's why that's better. It becomes an amazing training opportunity that you have, right? So let's say I go to a house and I'm the guy who goes in after the tech. I'm going to call this technician Bob, not Jimmy. Jimmy doesn't work here anymore. So we're going to go and Bob went to a house and he worked on a water heater and something he did was wrong. Bob is probably going to go in there and he might be able to fix that problem. No big deal. But he fixes that problem. And is he going to report back that he duffed that? Some guys will, but for the most part, they're going to fix it. They're going to move on. They're going to kind of let that thing die. And I'm not suggesting that we beat technicians over the head with, um, or anything like that. I'm just saying in general, it's always a good training opportunity. In a perfect world, I would send either a completely different technician that's never looked at it or a member of your leadership team. And the reason is, is for the customer, they now see a different person. So one of the challenges that we have, and I've talked about this in other podcasts too, but one of the challenges that we have in the industry that we're in is that every, every truck you have is its own brand, right? I'll, I'll say that again. Every truck you have is its own brand. So yes, you have uniforms. Yes, your truck is wrapped. But when that technician enters the home, to that customer, that is ABC Plumbing. They know Bob is ABC Plumbing, right? So it's easy to it's easy to kind of for them to kind of get locked in to just Bob being ABC Plumbing versus ABC Plumbing is an actual company that has other people, right? So plus the other thing is the the customer may be uncomfortable with Bob. If somebody comes into my house and they do something and I look at it as a as a consumer. And I see that it's not done correctly. I'm my confidence in Bob's probably not very high. I would rather have someone else to at least put a second pair of eyes on it. And 
maybe they can come up with, you know, a better way of fixing whatever Bob didn't fix. But again, it's a good training opportunity. So you get to go out to the home and now another technician is going to report back, honestly, what happened. And I get it. Performance pay tax. This gets a little bit squirrely on how you do it. So I, this, this show is not about how to do that. Um, this episode is really just more about uh, the, some different strategies that you can use. But again, great training opportunity in order to teach not only the technician that originally went out, but then other technicians that are in your company. So that's two. So we got the rapid response system, and we're going to have the training opportunity that the recall uh, offers. Here's the third thing. The third thing is that you have an amazing opportunity for upselling and cross-selling during a service call. Now, there's a right way and a wrong way to do this. So if you're walking into the house and the first thing you do is hit the threshold of that door and you're pitching to a customer, you're going to turn them off. That's, that's not the point. Um, but there's always other opportunities in a house. I think for the if you're listening to this, to this episode and you listen to this podcast, you probably agree with this statement. You almost have to intentionally go into a home if it's more than about five years old and not be able to find anything wrong with it. So, so again, a lot of technicians will have blinders on. So let's stick with the water heater. So, so that this technician went in and they're working on the water heater, there may be an opportunity that they didn't look at the HVAC or they didn't look at shutoff valves, or they didn't look at the toilet, or they didn't look at any kind of water filtration or talk about any of that, right? Because let's be honest, there's times technicians, they have blinders on. So by having another technician, a different technician go in, it's a really good opportunity, not only for training to learn what the other technician maybe did wrong, he may not have done anything wrong, but now it also gives you an opportunity to look at the house with a second pair of eyes. You're already spending the money to get back in the house. Why not maximize it? And for anybody who says there's no way you can upsell a customer on a recall, I tell you, you can call me and I, I don't know. I don't know how to prove it to you other than I've done it. We do it as a company. Uh, I'll give a good example. A few months back, we had a customer, a recall came in, and I was going to go do ride-alongs this day. And I just so happened to jump in with one of the texts. I go, hey, let's go look at this job. It's a recall. And they're like, oh, recall. I'm like, no, nah, let's go look at it. We go into this call. We had done some duck. Um, I don't remember exactly what it was. Something to do with the duck system. I don't know if it was a repair. It was probably a repair that we did. But we go in, we look at the ducks, and the customer's like, oh, my problem still exists. By the time we left, we had sold the customer about a $23,000 ticket on a new system, variable speed, uh, some other indoor air quality products. And it's, and it's simply because I was looking at different things than the technician before. And now a couple of the things that I looked at, the technician before had already started the conversation with the customer, right? So now the customer's hearing about uh, duct cleaning for a second time. Right now they're hearing about maybe an air scrubber for a second time. Now they're hearing about maintenance agreements, right? So, so there is lots of ways to upsell. Again, there's a right and a wrong way to do it. You can't walk in the door and and start, you can't walk in the door and start getting into pitch mode with a customer because they're going to throw you out. Rightfully so. If you came to my house, I would probably go, eh. But if you walk in and you address what needs to be addressed, 
and then you say, uh, Mr. Customer, while I, while I was taking care of this problem and I was, you know, looking over some things, I noticed a few other things that I wanted to address with you. I'm sure the technician before mentioned it, but since I'm here, I wanted to bring it up. All of a sudden, now you're having a conversation about whatever thing that you're talking about. All right. So upselling opportunity. So now we've got the rapid response system, the training opportunity, upsell, cross sell. Um, and then, and then the last one, and this is a biggie is the gaining a customer for life. Right. And, and what I mean is there's times where how you handle a mistake will shine better than if you just came in like a ninja, got it done, moved on. And that was it. If you, if you handle it correctly, that customer is going to love you. Not only are they going to love you, again, let's assume that this is not a major uh, major problem, right? If you flood the house, although there's, there's times you can flood a house and, and still make that a win. But for the most part, if it's uh, not something major, yes, this can, this can be the opportunity to shine for the customer to say, oh my gosh, you know what? These guys are great. And I had a problem. They came back and fixed it just like they said they would. Next time, I'm going to call them back. So again, you've built this trust that's not just on a brochure or a pamphlet or your website, but you've actually, you've talked the talk and you've walked the walk. You've now done the job. The customer has given you the money. They've called back with a problem and you with urgency got back to the house, looked at the problem, solved the problem, hopefully even got a couple upsell opportunities out of it. And now you've got a customer for life who now goes, Hey, you know what? I use these guys. They're amazing. And they stand behind their product. They stand behind their service. We're in a, we're in a time now where there's you, you go to a customer's house and a customer goes, yeah, I called uh, four other companies and you're the only one that showed up. Boom. Like how great is that? Well, yes, ma'am. We, we stand behind our product. We stand behind our service. So you're, you're not just saying it, you're doing it. And man, I think that that is just one of the best way. Again, I'm not saying go mess up houses and go have recalls, but when you have them, right, you got lemons, make lemonade. It's all up. That's, that's the whole point of, of what I'm trying to, to get across. So again, the four strategies, the four strategies of turning a recall into revenue are rapid response system. So build a system and it won't take you long. Uh, if you need any help, you can reach out to me. I'll be happy to uh, give you some pointers on how to get that done. That's a right fit for how your business operates, but you get a rapid response system on how to handle that call when it comes in. Uh, understand that it is a training opportunity. Have the mindset that it's a training opportunity. Don't have it where you're like, oh, it's a recall. Oh, not another recall, right? So just shift the mindset of your of your team to where, okay, yeah, it's not the greatest thing, but it is a training opportunity. Uh, the third thing is the opportunity to upsell, cross-sell, and be back in the home. And fourth, and definitely not least, it is the opportunity to build a long-term relationship with that customer. It is the opportunity to show them that you do what you say you're going to do. So that's my four strategies. Now, I have a challenge. I have a challenge for anyone listening to do this. I challenge you to your next 10 recalls, 
to go after it with these four strategies. Make sure your CSRs are tuned in. Make sure you spend a little bit of time. Doesn't have to be a whole lot of time. A little bit of time teaching the technicians how to handle how to handle the kid glove opportunities, and then use this tent. Go after the ten with a different intensity than you have done it before. I would say on the training opportunity, have either a well, ha- have a different technician or a member of leadership go. The same that's going to be the same and uh, for the upselling and the cross selling opportunity, and you're going to be able to build a long term and a customer for life. Because let's be honest, it's getting more and more and more and more expensive to acquire a customer. So uh, as the saying goes, it's cheaper to keep her. So uh, while you're, you know, while you've already got the customer, go ahead and honor, do what it is that you said you were going to do and watch what happens, man. I'm telling you, the customers will love you. So the next 10, uh, feel free to reach out to me. I'd love to help you. If you don't have a uh, a response or a rapid response system for recalls and you need some help, as always, feel free to reach out to me. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to help. I get to do this amazing thing, which is help others uh, drive their business. So that's all I've got for today. And until next time, keep crushing it. To the Freedom Blueprint Podcast. Information is useless if not applied. So take what you've learned and go and implement it. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, find us on social media at Freedom Blueprint for Home Services and hit the website at www.freedomblueprintpodcast.com. See you next time.